0: Hey, everybody. We're back. Life Talk Radio. I'm Humphrey, And I'm Sean Sellers. How are you doing tonight, man?
1: Sean Sellers is in the house.
0: <laughs> I am here. I am here. I'm here.
1: I heard you've been busy.
0: Man, you know what? I have been busy. I'm working on, you know, we both have been busy. We're working on our new book together and we've got things going on. This new book is I'm really excited about. I mean, we've, I know it don't seem like much, but we got about 9,000 words done and we got a lot more to do. So I'm really
1: excited. You have been busy.
0: Yeah, yes, sir.
1: When you start getting good product and putting it out for the people, man, you're going to stay busy. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, man. I'm excited. How many books have you done now? Seven or
0: eight? Well, I've got uh, Chronicles of the Supernaturalist, Return to the Chronicles, uh, Haunted, what? Haunted Montgomery, the Haunted Montgomery book, uh, The Roads (laughs) Retravel, what? Return to the Chronicles. Yeah, uh, so we there's a lot of them out there, mm-hmm. and I'm really, I mean, it's it's something 40. I enjoy doing. It
1: the, these books, are, these books, you know, there was a couple of books a million. Um yes.
0: yeah. You can
1: also get them on Amazon. You know, yes. I, I, I mean, when you start putting good product out, it's like I tell everybody all the time, you you have a service or you start doing something you're really good at it, and you start putting it out, people are going to gravitate towards it, and they're they're going to be into it. And this new book because. Hey, word on the street—you've been real busy, brother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, man, this this book is completely different than anything yeah. else I've done, and I'm excited about it <laughs> because it's a book you and I are doing together, and it's long <laughs> overdue. So I'm excited about it. So you know, I know a lot of our listeners saying, "Oh, God, it's one we're doing together." So you know, it's going to be entertaining, and it's going to yes. be out there. Yes, and it's not going to be about ghosts. No, no, not not yeah. going to be about ghosts. You know, it's it's about the occult. Yeah. We're going to touch on Atlanta child murders, trafficking. You know, The Son of Sam's really popular right now. There's a fantastic yeah. documentary, which a lot of that stuff is right out of our book that we're working on called The Son of Sam's. Um, we're going to touch on Arliss Perry. We're going to get into satanic ritual abuse. I mean, we, we're not – and we're going to get into government projects. I mean, we're yeah. flipping over a whole bunch of stones in this book. And really? like I said, yeah. well, we want you to read this book and go out there and research this stuff yourself.
1: And And we're going to get really – I mean, really out in the deep water because with the occult and our sex trafficking, uh, human smuggling, um, you know, we're going to take it to a whole different level because these are things that are going on globally on top of, of a lot of stuff going on in the United States. And um, it's funny that you said that, Sean, because there's a ton of new documentaries coming out yeah. that are very twisted up. Documentaries of things that happen. In the past 35 years. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) You know, like
0: the fun thing about this book is that, you know, you you and I, we've we've really worked on this book a long, long time. This book book is almost is done. It's not done, but it's easy. It's not like we're having to research the project. It's being written. But what's really cool about this is that we are researching our next book and it's going to be a true crime book and it's going to be. Woo. And that thing. So it's so it's going to be one after another coming and they're not going to be ghost books or paranormal. They're going to be true crime. And 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 this book right here that we're working on right now is the biggest thing I want people to know when it's out there. When you read it, I'm not saying believe everything we saying. I'm not saying I'm no. telling you to go research this stuff yourself. Start flipping over them stones yourself. That's that's the thing of waking everybody up.
1: Hey, here's our disclaimer. You know, yeah. I need to start doing the disclaimer as soon as we start the show. Yeah. Hey, everybody that listens to us, we want to thank you for listening to us and been supporting us, sharing our podcast, adding our podcast. Please don't believe nothing we say.
0: I mean, seriously,
1: <laughs> go look it up yourself. You know, if you have questions, you can always inbox us. Go look this stuff up yourself because what? What, Sean? We started this show because we wanted to do. Another show, but we wanted to take our experiences, the stuff that you've done through your whole life, those cases that you've built. And we wanted to let the people know what's going on. I mean, it's you know, it's kind of like, what do we call it? It's definitely real talk. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, absolutely. it's a life show that talks about real things, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it, and I know you're not going to sugarcoat it. No, no, not at all. I it mean, you can't. Pretty. You can't. No. Hey, with, with a twist of kindness. Yes, absolutely. You know,
0: everything's done with love out of our heart. And that's and that, yes. that's the important thing.
1: Yes. And, and you know, segueing into kindness and why I even brought that up is I was going over to a, and I looked up and I saw a billboard that says, be kind. Yeah. And, and I was like, wow, be kind. And I was thinking, you know, being kind, I don't, I don't think it's taught. Do you if you're uh, kind yeah. to somebody, is that a taught thing or is it something that you kind of as you grow older and mature, be in kindness? I mean, is it something that you've been taught? You know
0: what I, I I think it's something that it's instilled. I think it's I think the real the real bit of kindness and, and, and it's like uh, it's like a real thing of integrity. Mm-hmm. Kindness and integrity is is what you do when nobody's looking Mm -hmm. that that shows the light of the soul and i think that's something a lot of times a lot of people miss and forget that you know when you do something you want acknowledgement you want praise for it and i and i think that cancels out the blessing i think i think it really comes down is who you are and what you do when nobody's looking and that and that's an important part of us developing our character and who we are and who god wants us to be
1: And, and also with professional and personal you know and, and just in relationships, on its own, I think kindness is kind of the root of that. I, yeah. I think the kindness is the root of of it. And and you know, um, I watched this uh, show last night, and it was saying how when babies are born, when we get to about two to four, two to four, maybe five, that our care, like our character or the DNA, whatever's in us. Is how we're going to, you know, go down as far as being a teenager and young adult that we're instilled with all that from two to five. Yeah. You know, so if you're, you know, if you're in a bad situation from two to five, you know, study says that, you know, you're going to be this or that. A lot of it, I don't believe. I think you make whatever you want to make it. But it does have some it did have a lot of. um highlights as far as I was taking notes watching it, you know, of early childhood development and how it plays a role into the teenage years. And then um, I was I kind of blown away with that, too. But the kindness thing is something that, uh, you know, I've heard a lot about it. And this is social media stuff, how, you know, everybody's trying to be kind. And I'm like, golly, guys, we should be kind kind to people and it should be true you know that's just like you said Sean I mean yeah it's a natural, it's not it's not something you have to practice or do you practice it
0: you know I don't it's something I, I don't practice it I think um I, th- I here's the thing we're all human and I think I think a, a while ago if you asked me this five years ago I, I, I would say absolutely I practice it and I worked hard with it and when I would find myself focusing, and this is just me I can't, I'm not speaking for yeah. anybody else. And when I would find myself focusing on um practicing it, I would also find myself saying, "Where's my praise?" I mean, yeah. And then I, and you and I have even made jokes. I mean, at least give us a pat on the ass yeah. you know give us something, and we wasn't getting it. And then I found myself over the years that where I'm at now and kind of who I've become. And I think it's a it's a part of spiritual maturity is that you do things um, naturally and you don't think on it. You just you, you you come from a place of love at all times. And I think when you find that, you find a better appreciation of life and you can find enjoyment in seeing people you love and care for uh, have rewards. You know, a lot of us and you and I have been guilty of it. And I know I have since people, you know, do things and you would say, man, that's what that look. I'm working hard. I'm doing all this and I'm seeing them benefiting. And it was bothering me, and I found mm-hmm. I've come to a place where now that I'm proud that people are able to do these things, and I pray that, that 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 I would have opportunity to do things if I continue to do things in the right way. So you have to learn to appreciate others and want to see others do well. As, do and that and that call it's all about basically coming from a place of love. But also now I'm gonna be honest. Now I'm, I'm not saying that it's all candy and nuts because I mm-hmm. as I as I'm coming from a place of love and I've changed. I'm also turned into a recluse almost. Well, I don't get out much. I don't I don't find myself associating with 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 people and friends like I should out and about. I've Mm -hmm. almost found my place that well I work, I do the job I'm supposed to. I try to be the best version of myself every time I'm out there, but I but I don't put myself out there when I don't have to. And I think that's something that I have to work on and gonna have to improve on in many aspects.
1: That's a lot. I mean it's the truth. Uh, it is a, and, and I'm guilty of that. Like, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, like, and and I, I'll do it sometimes. Where like, man, can I just get a pat on the ass? One, <laughs> yeah. I mean, can I please somebody throw me a bone? But, but I think it's a maturity thing too. I think the more that I grow mentally and spiritually, and doing what God has told me to do like move me in the right direction. Finally, you know, I'm a super late bloomer with everything. Yeah. And as far as being kind, I think that's something that was very instilled in us. And I'm talking about me and you together and, and, you know, everybody that grew up with us in our same neighborhoods, that was something that was kind of instilled in every neighborhood at the time. You know, we cared about others. We cared about whether you lost games, won games, teammates, we actually cared. We had a care for our other teammate. We cared about people in the neighborhood. You know, we we listened to people, and and, and when I say listen to people, and people going, "Oh hell, you, you're a teenager. You're not listening to nobody." You know what? We did. We really did. As because I really put some thought into this, as far as like us growing up and going to people's houses in the summertime, you know, if there was a problem in the neighborhood, we did stop to listen to what the problem was. And and it was like the whole neighborhood was going to fix it. You know, we put others in the neighborhoods first, you know, uh, and we were just kind of, we were just genuinely had some compassion. And I think we still do, you know, I care about others. Um, you know, kind of got over that phase to what, you know, how, Oh man, you got to do it this way. Or if not, they're going to talk about you or you got to be this one way or you're not going to be accepted. And I'm like, so over that, like that's way over, you know, cause I really don't give a shit what anybody thinks or cares because I know that we're doing something else for the good and for the betterment of others. And and then that goes back to twisting it up to where People will start judging.
0: I mean, yeah, but, you know, to be honest, when I look back to to where I come from and everything else and how we were as kids and how we were as adults and everything Mm -hmm. else, you know, I found myself at a point in my life when I would felt like me, you know, when I would when I was out having a good time when I was out chasing women, when Mm -hmm. I was out there doing all the giving, 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 giving. I was giving to my people who I thought I was my friends. I was doing without for others. I was constantly giving every aspect of my life. Even through the years when we started doing the paranormal, I would work hard, work hard and I would try to share with others and I would give and give. And then I came to a point in my time in my life when I became spiritually where I've given out. Mm -hmm. And when I stopped giving out things freely, I realized I stopped having so many friends.
1: <laughs> circle I, got smaller.
0: I, I, my my circle got extremely small. Yeah. And then and then you know and when, when I really stopped and really took a a view of my life, I realized, well, hey, one of them first two books you got those that Books a Million did really well, but hey, we, you don't have the rights to them anymore.
1: <laughs> well, you know,
0: you well, know, you know your best friend that you grew up with, and you know you you. You helped him with college, you helped took care of his kids and everything else. Oh, he had an affair with your wife and here's pictures. Then you say, Well, you look back here and you start going back and then you say, Oh, do I all right, now do I take this and use hate and resentment? Or I take this and say, you know what, God, this is my lesson. It was my season to learn because I allowed Mm -hmm. these things to happen and I've accepted less. Because you and I are guilty of allowing people in our lives to to build us up to make us feel good. In a way where we don't have to be the best of ourselves instead of us a lot having people when we pushed out people in our lives who expected the best out of us, where we had to have the best version of ourselves. And it took us becoming middle aged men and losing basically everything, starting over, doing these things, realizing that, you know what, my circle is a lot smaller, but the people around me now expects the best version of myself and won't accept the lesser version of myself and that's who God wants us to be and that's the mistake so many of us make because we want to feel loved we want to feel belonged we want to have this family we've never had and we we surround ourselves with people that that accept less from us and those people are the the psychic vampires of us spiritually and they're draining us they're allowing us to be a lesser version and they're stopping us achieving our spiritual greatness And your spiritual greatness is not saying you're not going to have seasons of sadness, seasons of depression, season of pain. You're going to have happy and all this. But the foundation where you're that greatness is that firm foundation of love, firm foundation. This is who God wants me to be firm foundation that I am proud of who I am because this is who God made. Well, you can stand up in in a version of spiritual greatness. And I say greatness because that's how God sees you as a champion. We can be champions in our own spiritual world. And when you do that, the people around you that depends on you, your children, your, your partner, will, will benefit from that as well. And that's something we all have to take account of our lives and what's around us. And, you know, and this is just being honest. And I think to do these shows and we talk about these things, that's the only way you can we can do it is to be completely honest.
1: You have to. I mean, that's the whole point of this. Like that's that's where we're at now. With what we're doing, our endeavors and our projects, and you know, being trying to be mentors for others, trying to help others, and that's where we're at. You know, we've come through the, I guess, peaks and valleys. Yeah. You know, and and, and having a smaller circle is not a bad thing. No, a- like a- I used to think that was the worst thing in the world. And <laughs> like, holy cow, man! I got to have a million friends. But me and brother, I don't anymore. Like, I don't need any of that. And, you know, I want to chalk it up as life lessons and having good experiences with the bad experiences to make me who I am today, to better myself now, to helping others, to use all that for my advantage. Even the hurt, you know, the disappointments, the hurt. Uh, the not feeling loved, not um, having a, you know, not really sharing my emotions at the time. You know, a lot of men will not share their emotions. They bottle it up. And before you know it, you got big problems. Yeah. You're either going to drink, you're going to smoke, you're going to fight. You're going, you know, it, it. it's a downward spiral that man, we've not, At the time, we don't pay attention to those little things. We're just going with the flow because we still got that big circle, but, boy, we're spiraling out of control pretty fast. And I had a great humbling experience, and and I've told everybody since June the 2nd. A lot of people don't know about it. I know you know. And, you know, I got hurt June the 2nd. I had a knee injury. And it was bad. I mean, it was bad. There was nothing – Like, I thought it was, like, the end of the world. Greatest thing that could ever happen to me. Greatest thing to ever happen to me to get a big dose of reality. You know, I had to crawl to my truck, drive 40 miles to Jackson's Hospital, thought that, like, oh, man, probably won't be able to walk again. Greatest thing could ever happen to me, Sean. Yeah. It made me realize who I am. It made me realize that you're not at the top of the mountain. It made me realize that, man, life is short. And it put a lot of perspective for me just this past month. And the, I guess the journey that we're all on, you know, um, anybody can go work out. You know, think about it like this. But if really working out, if you're not really pushing yourself, trying to make you that better person, and, you know, basically you're going into a gym and you're going 50%. Well, this made me realize I got to start doing the 110%. So it, I'm going to use it for a, instead of a negative and, you know, and start from scratch again, but do, you know, do everything you're supposed to do. Just don't half-ass it. And, you know, we even when we talk in public, and especially you, because you always talk to people in public. Don't half-ass it. You you no. don't tell your kids at, during the football to go fifty percent. You got they got to do the best, and that's what had happened to me. I fell into the fifty percent gap. So God said, "Hey, look out, buddy. <laughs> you can crawl to the truck now." Yeah, you know. So so you know, I, I took it as a. Uh, another life lesson of really trying to, um, change me, you know, I wasn't going to let it be a downer or bother me. I've used it for fuel. I've used it for positive, you know, I guess, uh, reinforcement of where I need to be. And, um, sometimes it has to, has to happen like that in a way, but man, you know, I get to what you were saying earlier, how, Man, you you go through all these peaks and valleys. Does it feel like Sean sometimes that you're, are you more at the peak or the valley? Like, are you you know the highs and lows? Because it'd be like a day of high, but it'd be a month of lows. Do you ever try to gauge your your highs and lows or think about it?
0: I can I can gauge it this way to the point that I I I. I I come to the realization that that there's a spiritual war going on. And I talk about it every time we do this show. Mm-hmm. It's going on in our world around us and it's going on in our own lives. And that when you're doing what the devil wants you to do, he's not, he's not, he's not there that much. So I guarantee you, when you're doing less spiritually, he's not around. But when you're trying to get these certain things, when you're trying to break these generational curses, when you're trying to correct this stuff, then he's starting to work against you. Mm-hmm. And I think that you have to come to a realization that that in your life that there is a spiritual battle. You have to believe in simple prayer. You know, and I'm going to go back. I'm going to jump into the paranormal stuff. I yeah. have talked to numerous people that have alleged being abducted by UFOs. Now, there's people that say, oh, that's, that's bullshit. I don't believe it. That's not there. Da, da, da. That's fine. But these people have believed it over these years that these things have happened. And a simple prayer of pleading the blood with Jesus pleading the light has stopped these things from attacking them and has backed them off in those states so there's power in prayer there's power in thought, there's power in intention and your intent on who you want to be and where you're going to be is important in your life you have to begin your day with a visual prayer of what you want, where you want to be, who you want to be, what you want to do thought creates, we have to get back and use this stuff, you have to continue to, to build your foundation and work on your life that way no, you start dealing with that pyramid, that incomplete pyramid. That's what you have to do. You're working on that every day to build yourself up in God's light while he watches you. And you have to, you have to continue to work.
1: Man, you're on fire tonight, brother. <laughs> I mean, you're on fire. Hey, I, I'm fixing to jump out here into the deep water. So right. if, I get, if I start drowning, man, you're going to have to help me out, right? No, I'll try. Yes, sir. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. One, for those that believed in UFOs and stuff, I applaud you. Because they're real, yeah. aliens are real, UFOs are real. It's the real deal. And if you don't believe it, for the past year, our government's been telling you it's real. They're too blind to see. So let's go to the left and right, or the good versus evil, the spiritual wars you call it. Yes, and, and you're going to see it. it's it's being played out in real time right now. But there's something that I've noticed, and this has been – I noticed it a few months ago, but it really wasn't – you know, I'm going, oh, yeah, it's going to come a time where you're going to have to pick a side. All yeah. Right, so I'm teetering down, and and this you're going to be blown away with this, Sean. All right. It hit me like a ton of bricks when I saw it today. This girl gets on social media, and basically she's calling out, you know – our, some of the top aides or something in government. And she got pounded, I mean, bombarded with all the hate and rhetoric that goes with it. She stood her ground. She said what she had to say. But to me, the spiritual warfare is going to be people that accept the pornography, child pedophilia, and the occult and the people that's wanting to stand up for the right reasons. Yeah. You're, you're seeing that play out right now. I'm talking about today, right now, people that are sick of it and people that are trying to water it down for it to be acceptable in society, such as the fans only. You know, fans only is a site that you can build. People pay, a, you know, they pay you to get on your site, right? Well... A lot of it can be pornography. You know, it can be whatever you want. Whatever bucket you want, it can be yours, right? Well, let me tell you what the company's trying to do now to basically soften that so that Americans will be more... Subs- like, they'll go, oh, okay, yeah, that's good. They're doing it for food. They're going for foodies. You know, uh, the food porn. You know, there's tons of food sites on social media where these yeah. people, everybody shows pictures of their food. I mean, I, I'm on it. I, I love looking at different food. I mean, hell love to eat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This company is going after Americans because they love to eat. They're basically will sell out so that they can get the underhanded, you know, what they're really wanting to do. Their agenda is to make that acceptable. And, and that's a fight that I'm seeing, you know, um, on top of the spiritual warfare, you know, good versus evil, the left and the right fighting each other. You know, people can't get along. But now it's 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 taking a whole new level, in my opinion, of where pornography and child pornography and this sick occult stuff. Which I heard you've been really busy, Sean, writing this book. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It takes it to a whole different level. It's not acceptable, and anybody that thinks it even could ever be acceptable, if something's wrong with them. They're part of the problem, and hopefully, hopefully, there's a nice room or, or a nice hotel in hell designed strictly for them people. Yeah, but
0: it comes it's come down to the spiritual warfare and what's going on out there. And, you know, something that we've talked about since the very beginning— and we wasn't always, uh, we was kind of attacked, looked down upon a lot in the paranormal community and everything else. We said since day one, the UFO and all that is part of the spiritual warfare. Yeah. We said since day one about that. We said since day one that the paranormal, the uh, Bigfoot, the, the UFO phenomena the monster you name it everything the demons are all dimensional beings where the bible says in this house there's many mansions and somebody who we've had on our shows in the past somebody that we've talked to that's been on coast to coast lately a lot is la morzuli and mm-hmm. we don't we, we don't come from the same camps on everything but we do agree that the aliens and stuff is part of the great uh deception you know what what they're this an agenda out there and there and i want to encourage all of our listeners to go to um Go to L.A. Marzulli. It's L.A. dot net, and watch his new movie. He he actually did a movie a long time ago when he was on our show almost ten years ago, and he put this movie out. And now he's putting it out for free, and he's added to it, and it's called um, "On the Trail of the Nephilim." You can watch it now, I think, for free. Mm. And um, they it, it talks about what's happening. With the UFO phenomena, it talks about all this stuff. But the most interesting thing about it is that they interview a psychic back in 2016. And, you know, he doesn't agree with having psychics or anything like this, but this psychic was at this UFO um, con. And she said that there was going to be a um, there was going to be a plague upon the earth. And it was going to um, hit the entire globe. It was going to call the entire globe to be vaccinated. And it was going to change their DNA. Mm-hmm. She said that in 2016. And she and then he put that in this video and show you that. And that's basically explaining what's happening now with the corona and all that.
1: Absolutely. You know, we didn't, not in depth like that, but we had talked about this years ago, too. Yeah. I really didn't think it was going to be, you know, the end of 2019 into 2020, you know, I really thought it was going to be in the latter parts, maybe 2028, 20, 29, which we don't know. It may come back then, you know, even with, even if you had the whole globe vaccinated, something else is going to happen because you're going to have to still have booster shots. Even for the ones that are vaccinated now, you're still going to have to have some type of booster shot. I don't see how just one vaccination's going to be a cure all, but, you know, I'm not a doctor, but sometimes I'll play one on TV. You know, a lot of people need to start using their common sense with it, too. Do, do you, Hey, Sean, do you see more people just basically, why have we stopped using common sense? Sean, you with us? Well, I guess they done got Sean again. Hey, everybody, we're back. Life Talk Radio. Baby. I'm David and I'm Sean Sellers. How you doing tonight, man? Sean Sellers is in the house.
0: <laughs> I am here. I am here. I'm here.
1: I heard you've been busy,
0: man. You know what? I have been busy. I'm working. On, you know, we both have been busy. We're working on our new book yep. together, and we got things going on. This new book is I'm really excited about. I mean, we've, I know it don't seem like much, but we got about 9,000 words done, and we got a lot more to do, so I'm really excited.
1: You have been busy. Yeah, you yes, know, sir. When you start getting good product and putting out for the people, man, you're going to stay busy.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess so, man. Well, I, I'm excited. How many books have you done now? Whew. Seven or eight? Well, I've got uh, Chronicles of the Supernaturalist, Return to the Chronicles, uh, Haunted what, Haunted Montgomery, the Haunted Montgomery book, uh, The Roads Retravel, uh, re- what, Return to the Chronicles. Yeah. Uh, so we there's a lot of them out there, mm-hmm. and I'm really, I mean, it's, it's something I enjoy doing it.
1: The, these books, these books, you know, there was a couple of books, a million. Um, yes, yeah. You can also get them on Amazon. You know, yes. I, I, I mean, when you start putting good product out, it's like I tell everybody all the time. You, you have a service or you start doing something, you're really good at it, and you start putting it out. People are going to gravitate towards it, and they're they're going to be into it. And this new book, because hey, word on the street, you've been real busy, brother. (laughs) <laughs>
0: hey man this this book is completely different than anything yeah. else i've done and i'm excited about it because it's the book you and i are doing together and it's long <laughs> overdue so i'm excited about it so you know i know a lot of our listeners saying oh god it's one we're doing together so you know it's going to be entertaining and it's going to yes. be out there yes and it's not going to be about ghosts no no not not yeah. going to be about ghosts you know it's it's about the occult Yep. We're going to touch on Atlanta child murders, trafficking. You know, The Son of Sam's really popular right now. There's a fantastic yep. documentary, which a lot of that stuff is right out of our book that we're working on called The Son of Sam's. Um, we're going to touch on Arliss Perry. We're going to get into satanic ritual abuse. I mean, we, we're not – and we're going to get into government projects. I mean, we're yep. flipping over a whole bunch of stones in this book.
1: And really? like I said,
0: yeah. well, we want you to read this book and go out there and research this stuff
1: yourself. And And we're going to get really – I mean, really out in the deep water because with the occult and our sex trafficking, uh, human smuggling, um, you know, we're going to take it to a whole different level because these are things that are going on globally on top of, of a lot of stuff going on in the United States. And um, it's funny that you said that, Sean, because there's a ton of new documentaries coming out yeah. that are very twisted up documentaries of things that happen. In the past 35 years. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
0: (laughs) You know, like the fun thing about this book is that, you know, you you and I, we've we've really worked on this book a long, long time. This book book is almost is done. It's not done, but it's easy. It's not like we're having to research the project. It's being written. But what's really cool about this is that we are researching our next book. And it's gonna be a true crime book and it's gonna be whoo and that thing, so it's so it's gonna be one after another coming. And they're not yep. gonna be ghost books or paranormal. They're gonna be true crime and 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 this book right here that we're working on right now is the biggest thing I want people to know when it's out there, when you read it, I'm not saying believe everything we saying. I'm not saying no. I'm telling you to go research this stuff yourself. Start flipping over them stones yourself. That's
1: that's the thing of waking everybody up. <laughs> Hey, here's our disclaimer. You know, I need to start doing the disclaimer as soon as we start the show. Yeah. Hey, everybody that listens to us, we want to thank you for listening to us and and supporting us, sharing our podcast, adding our podcast. Please don't believe nothing we say. I mean, seriously, (laughs) go look it up yourself. You know, if you have questions, you can always inbox us. Go look this stuff up yourself because – what, what, Sean? We started this show because we wanted to do another show, but we wanted to take our experiences, the stuff that you've done through your whole life, those cases that you've built. And we wanted to let the people know what's going on. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of like, what do we call it? It's definitely real talk. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, absolutely. it's a life talk show that talks about real things. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it, and I know you're not going to sugarcoat it. No, no, not at all. It, it I mean, you can't. Plays. You can't. No. Hey, with with a twist of kindness. Yes, absolutely. You know, everything's
0: done with love out of our heart, and that's and that, yeah. that's the important thing.
1: Yes, and, and you know, segueing into kindness, and why I even brought that up is I was going over to a, you know, looked up and I saw a billboard that says "Be kind." Yeah. And and I was like, "Wow, be kind." And I was thinking, you know, being kind, I don't, I don't think it's taught. Do you, if you're uh, you kind know. to somebody, is that a taught thing? Or is it something that you kind of, as you grow older and mature, being kindness? I mean, is it something that you've been taught?
0: You know what, I i, I think it's something that it's instilled. I think it's, I think the real, the real bit of kindness and 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 it's like uh it's like a real thing of integrity, mm-hmm. kindness and integrity is is what you do when nobody's looking. Mm-hmm. That that shows the light of the soul, and I think that's something a lot of times a lot of people miss and forget that. You know, when you do something, you want acknowledgement, you want praise for it, and I and I think that cancels out the blessing. I think I think it really comes down is is who you are and what you do when nobody's looking. And that, and that's an important part of us developing our character and who we are and who God wants us to be.
1: And, and also with professional and personal, you know, and, and just in relationships on its own, I think kindness is kind of the root of that. I,
0: yeah. I think
1: the kindness is the root of, of it. And, and, you know, um, I watched this uh, show last night, and it was saying how when babies are born, when we get to about two to four Two to four, maybe five, that our care, like our character or the DNA, whatever's in us, is how we're going to, you know, go down as far as being a teenager and young adult. That we're instilled with all that from two to five. Yeah. You know, so if you're, you know, if you're in a bad situation from two to five, you know, study says that, you know, you're going to be this or that. A lot of it I don't believe. I think you make whatever you want to make it, but it does have some – it did have a lot of um, highlights as far as I was taking notes watching it, you know, of early childhood development and how it plays a role into the teenage years. And then um, I was I kind of blown away with that too, but the kindness thing is something that, um, you know – I've heard a lot about it, and this is social media stuff, how, you know, everybody's trying to be kind. And I'm like, golly, guys, we should be kind to people and it should be true. You know, that's just like you said, Sean. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's, not,
0: it's not something you have to practice or do you practice it? You know, I don't. It's something – I don't practice it. I think um, – I, I, here's the thing. We're all human. And I think I think uh, a while ago, if you asked me this five years ago, I, I, I would say, absolutely, I practice it and I worked hard with it. Mm-hmm. And when I would find myself focusing, and this is just me, I can't, I'm not speaking for yeah. anybody else. And when I would find myself focusing on um, practicing it, I would also find myself saying, where's my praise? I mean, yeah. And then I and you and I have even made jokes. I mean, at least give us a pat on the ass. Yeah. you know, Give us something. And we wasn't getting it. And then I found myself over the years that where I'm at now and kind of who I've become. And I think it's a, it's a part of spiritual maturity is that you do things um, naturally and you don't think on it. You just you, you, you come from a place of love at all times. And I think when you find that, you find a better appreciation of life and you can find enjoyment in seeing people you love and care for uh, have rewards. You know, a lot of us and you and I have been guilty of it. And I know I have since people, you know, do things and you would say, man. That's what that look. I'm working hard. I'm doing all this, and I'm seeing them benefiting, and it was bothering me. And I found mm-hmm. I've come to a place where well, now that I'm proud that people are able to do these things, and I pray that they, that that I would have opportunity to do things if I continue to do things in the right way. So you have to learn to appreciate others and want to see others do well. Do and that and that call. It's all about basically coming from a place of love, but also now I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> now I'm, I'm not saying that it's all candy and nuts because i mm-hmm. as i as I'm coming from a place of love and I've changed I'm also turned into a recluse almost well I don't get out much <laughs> i don't I don't find myself associating with 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 people and friends like I should out and about. I've mm-hmm. almost found my place that while well, I work I do the job I'm supposed to I try to be the best version of myself every time I'm out there but i but I don't put myself out there when I don't have to. And I think that's something that I have to work on. I'm going to have to improve on in many aspects.
1: Oof, that's a lot. I mean, it's the truth. Uh, it is the truth, and, and I'm guilty of that. Like, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, like, and, and I, I'll do it sometimes. Where, like, man, can I just get a pat on the ass? One, <laughs> yeah. I mean, can I please somebody throw me a bone? But, but I think it's a maturity thing too. I think the more that I grow mentally and spiritually and doing what God has told me to do, like move me in the right direction. Finally, you know, I'm a super late bloomer with everything.
0: Yeah.
1: And as far as being kind, I think that's something that was very instilled in us and I'm talking about me and you together and, and, you know, everybody that grew up with us in our same neighborhoods that was something that was kind of instilled in every neighborhood at the time. You yeah. know, we cared about others. We cared about whether you lost games, won games, teammates. We actually cared. We had a care for our other teammates. We cared about people in the neighborhood. You know, we we listened to people. And, and, and when I say listen to people and people going, oh, hell, you, you're a teenager. You're not listening to nobody. You know what? we did. We really did as, cause I really put some thought into this as far as like us growing up and going to people's houses in the summertime, you know, if there was a problem in the neighborhood, we did stop to listen to what the problem was. And and it was like the whole neighborhood was going to fix it. You yeah. know, we put others in the neighborhoods first, you know, uh, and we were just kind of, we were just genuinely had some compassion. And I think we still do, you know, I care about others, um, you know, kind of got over that phase to what, you know, how, Oh man, you got to do it this way. Or if not, they're going to talk about you. Or you got to be this one way or you're not going to be accepted. And I'm like, so over that, like that's way over, you know, cause I really don't give a shit what anybody thinks or cares because I know that we're doing something else for the good and for the betterment of others. And and then that goes back to twisting it up to where people will start judging. I mean, yeah,
0: but, you know, to be honest, when I look back to, to where I come from and everything else and how we were as kids and how we were as an adults and everything mm-hmm. else, you know, I found myself at a point in my life when I would felt like me, you know, when I would, when I was out having a good time, when I was out chasing women, mm-hmm. when I was out there doing all the giving, 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 giving. I was giving to my people who I thought I was my friends. I was doing without for others. I mm-hmm. was constantly giving every aspect of my life. Even through the years when we started doing the paranormal, I would work hard, work hard, and I would try to share with others, and I would give, and give. And then I came to a point in my time in my life when I became spiritually where I've given out. Mm-hmm. And when I stopped giving out things freely i realized i stopped having so many friends <laughs> circle I, got smaller I, I, my, my circle got extremely small yeah. and then and then you know and when, when i really stopped and really took a a view of my life i realized well hey well them first two books you got those that books million did really well but hey we, you don't have the rights to them anymore
1: <laughs> well you don't
0: wait well, you know your best friend that you grew up with and you know you 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 helped him with college, you helped took care of his kids and everything else. Oh, he had an affair with your wife and here's pictures. Then you say, Well, you look back here and you start going back and then you say, Oh, do I all right, now do I take this and use hate and resentment? Or I take this and say, you know what, God, this is my lesson. It was my season to learn because I allowed Mm -hmm. these things to happen and I've accepted less. Because you and I are guilty of allowing people in our lives to to build us up to make us feel good in a way where we don't have to be the best of ourselves instead of us a lot having people when we pushed out people in our lives who expected the best out of us where we had to have the best version of ourselves and it took us becoming middle-aged men and losing basically everything starting over doing these things realizing that you know what my circle is a lot smaller but the people around me now Expects the best version of myself and won't accept the lesser version of myself. And that's who God wants us to be And that's the mistake so many of us make because we want to feel loved. We want to feel belonged, We want to have this family we've never had and we we surround ourselves with people that That accept less from us and those people are the the psychic vampires of us spiritually and they're draining us They're allowing us to be a lesser version and they're stopping us achieving our spiritual greatness And your spiritual greatness is not saying you're not going to have seasons of sadness, seasons of depression, season of pain. You're going to have happy and all this. But the foundation where you're that greatness is that firm foundation of love, firm foundation. This is who God wants me to be firm foundation that I am proud of who I am because this is who God made. Well, you can stand up in in a version of spiritual greatness. And I say greatness because that's how God sees you as a champion. We can be champions in our own spiritual world. And when you do that, the people around you that depends on you, your children, your, your partner, will, will benefit from that as well. And that's something we all have to take account of our lives and what's around us. And, you know, and this is just being honest. And I think to do these shows and we talk about these things, that's the only way you can we can do it is to be completely honest.
1: You have to. I mean, that's the whole point of this. Like that's that's where we're at now. With what we're doing, our endeavors and our projects, and you know, being trying to be mentors for others, trying to help others, and that's where we're at. You know, we've come through the, I guess, peaks and valleys. Yeah. You know, and and, and having a smaller circle is not a bad thing. No, a- like, a- I used to think that was the worst thing in the world. <laughs> like, Holy cow, man! I got to have a million friends. But me and brother, I don't anymore. Like, I don't need any of that. And, you know, I want to chalk it up as life lessons and having good experiences with the bad experiences to make me who I am today, to better myself now, to helping others, to use all that for my advantage. Even the hurt, you know, the disappointments, the hurt. Uh, the not feeling loved, not um, having a, you know, not really sharing my emotions at the time. You know, a lot of men will not share their emotions. They bottle it up. And before you know it, you got big problems. Yeah. You're either going to drink, you're going to smoke, you're going to fight. You're going, you know, it, it, it's a downward spiral that man, we've not, we, at the time we don't pay attention to those little things we're just going with the flow because we still got that big circle but boy we're spiraling out of control pretty fast and I had a great humbling experience and and, I, and I've told everybody since June the second a lot of people don't know about it I know you know and you know I got hurt June the second had a knee injury and it was bad I mean it was bad there was nothing Like, I thought it was, like, the end of the world. Greatest thing that could ever happen to me. Greatest thing to ever happen to me to get a big dose of reality. You know, I had to crawl to my truck, drive 40 miles to Jackson's Hospital, thought that, like, oh, man, probably won't be able to walk again. Greatest thing could ever happen to me, Sean. Yeah. It made me realize who I am. It made me realize that you're not at the top of the mountain. It made me realize that, man, life is short. And it put a lot of perspective for me just this past month. And the, I guess the journey that we're all on, you know, um, anybody can go work out. You know, think about it like this. But if really working out, if you're not really pushing yourself, trying to make you that better person, and, you know, basically you're going into a gym and you're going 50%. Well, this made me realize I got to start doing the 110%. So it, I'm going to use it for a, instead of a negative and, you know, and start from scratch again, but do, you know, do everything you're supposed to do. Just don't half-ass it. And, you know, we even when we talk in public, and especially you, because you always talk to people in public. Don't half-ass it. You no. you don't tell your kids at, during the football to go fifty percent. You got they got to do the best, and that's what had happened to me. I fell into the fifty percent gap. So God said, "Hey, look out, buddy. <laughs> you can crawl to the truck now." Yeah, you know. So so you know, I, I took it as a. Uh, another life lesson of really trying to, um, change me, you know, I wasn't going to let it be a downer or bother me. I've used it for fuel. I've used it for positive, you know, I guess, uh, reinforcement of where I need to be. And, um, sometimes it has to, has to happen like that in a way, but man, you know, I get to what you were saying earlier, how, Man, you, you go through all these peaks and valleys. Does it feel like, Sean, sometimes that you're – are you more at the peak or the valley? Like are you – you know, the highs and lows? Because it would be like a day of high, but it would be a month of lows. Do you ever try to gauge your, your highs and lows or think about it?
0: I can, I can gauge it this way to the point that I, 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 I come to the realization that, that there's a spiritual war going on, and I talk about it every time we do this show. Mm-hmm. It's going on in our world around us and it's going on in our own lives. And that when you're doing what the devil wants you to do, he's not, he's not, he's not there that much. So I guarantee you when you're doing less spiritually, he's not around. But when you're trying to get these certain things, when you're trying to break these generational curses, when you're trying to correct this stuff, then he's starting to work against you. Mm-hmm. And I think that you have to come to a realization that that in your life, that there is a spiritual battle. You have to believe in simple prayer. You know, and I'm going to go back. I'm going to jump into the paranormal stuff. I have talked to numerous people that have alleged being abducted by UFOs. Now, there's people that say, oh, that's that's bullshit. I don't believe it. That's not fair. That's fine. But these people have believed it over these years that these things have happened. And a simple prayer of pleading the blood of Jesus, pleading the light, has stopped these things from attacking them and has backed them off in those states. So there's power in prayer. There's power in thought. There's power in intention and your intent on who you want to be and where you are going to be is important in your life. You have to begin your day with a visual prayer of what you want, where you want to be, who you want to be, what you want to do. Thought creates. We have to get back and use this stuff. You have to continue to, to build your foundation and work on your life that way. No, you start dealing with that pyramid, that incomplete pyramid. That's what you have to do. You're working on that every day to build yourself up in God's light while he watches you. And you have to, you have to continue to work.
1: Man, you're on fire tonight, brother.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, you're on fire. Hey, I, I'm fixing to jump out here into the deep water. So right. if, I get, if I start drowning, man, you're going to have to help me out, right? No, I'll try. Yes, sir. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. One, for those that believed in UFOs and stuff, I applaud you. Because they're real. Yeah. Aliens are real. UFOs are real. It's the real deal. And if you don't believe it, for the past year, our government's been telling you it's real. They're too blind to see. So let's go to the left and right or the good versus evil. The spiritual spiritual wars, you call it. Yes. And, and you're going to see it. it's, it's being played out in real time right now. But there's something that I've noticed, and this has been – I noticed it a few months ago, but it really wasn't – you know, I'm going, like, oh, yeah, it's going to come a time where you're going to have to pick a side.
0: All yeah. Right,
1: so I'm teetering down, and and this you're going to be blown away with this, Sean. All right. It hit me like a ton of bricks when I saw it today. This girl gets on social media, and basically she's calling out, you know – our, some of the top aides or something in government. And she got pounded, I mean, bombarded with all the hate and rhetoric that goes with it. She stood her ground. She said what she had to say. But to me, the spiritual warfare is going to be people that accept the pornography, child pedophilia, and the occult. And the people that's wanting to stand up for the right reasons. Yeah. You're, you're seeing that play out right now. I'm talking about today, right now, people that are sick of it and people that are trying to water it down for it to be acceptable in society, such as the fans only, you know, fans only is a site that you can build. People pay a, you know, they pay you to get on your site, right? Well, a lot of it can be pornography. You know, it can be whatever you want. Whatever bucket you want, it can be yours, right? Well, let me tell you what the company's trying to do now to basically soften that so that Americans will be more... Subs- like, they'll go, oh, okay, yeah, that's good. They're doing it for food. They're going for foodies. You know, uh, the food porn. You know, there's tons of food sites on social media where these yeah. people, everybody shows pictures of their food. I mean, I'm on it. I I love looking at different food. I mean, hell love to eat. Right. Yeah. Yet This company is going after Americans because they love to eat. They're basically will sell out so that they can get the underhanded, you know, what they're really wanting to do. Their agenda is to make that acceptable. And, and that's a fight that I'm seeing, you know, um, on top of the spiritual warfare, you know, good versus evil, the left and the right fighting each other. You know, people can't get along. But now it's, it's, it's taking a whole new level, in my opinion, of where pornography and child pornography and this sick occult stuff, which I heard you've been really busy, Sean, writing this book. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It takes it to a whole different level. It's not acceptable. And anybody that thinks it even could ever be acceptable is something's wrong with them. They're part of the problem. And hopefully, hopefully, there's a nice room or or a nice hotel in hell designed strictly for them people.
0: Yeah. But it comes it comes down to the spiritual warfare and what's going on out there. And you know, something that we've talked about since the very beginning. And we wasn't always, uh, we was kind of attacked, looked down upon a lot in the paranormal community and everything else. We said since day one, the UFO and all that is part of the spiritual warfare. We said since day one about that. We said since day one that the paranormal, the uh, Bigfoot, the, the UFO phenomena the monster you name it everything the demons are all dimensional beings where the bible says in this house there's many mansions and somebody who we've had on our shows in the past somebody that we've talked to that's been on coast to coast lately a lot is la morzuli and mm-hmm. we don't we, we don't come from the same camps on everything but we do agree that the aliens and stuff is part of the great uh deception you know what what they're this an agenda out there and there and i want to encourage all of our listeners to go to um Go to L.A. Marzulli. It's L.A. inet dot net and watch his new movie. He he actually did a movie a long time ago when he was on our show almost ten years ago, and he put this movie out. And now he's putting it out for free, and he's added to it. And it's called um, "On the Trail of the Nephilim." You can watch it now. I think for free. Mm. And um, they it, it talks about what's happening. With the UFO phenomena, it talks about all this stuff. But the most interesting thing about it is that they interview a psychic back in 2016. And, you know, he doesn't agree with having psychics or anything like this, but this psychic was at this UFO um, con. And she said that there was going to be a um, there was going to be a plague upon the earth. And it was going to um, hit the entire globe. It was going to call the entire globe to be vaccinated. And it was going to change their DNA. Mm-hmm. She said that in 2016. And she and then he put that in this video and show you that. And that's basically explaining what's happening now with the corona and all that.
1: Absolutely. You know, we didn't, not in depth like that, but we had talked about this years ago, too. Yeah. I really didn't think it was going to be, you know, the end of 2019 into 2020, you know, I really thought it was going to be in the latter parts, maybe 2028, 20, 29, which we don't know. It may come back then. You know, even with, even if you had the whole globe vaccinated, something else is going to happen because you're going to have to still have booster shots. Even for the ones that are vaccinated now, you're still going to have to have some type of booster shot. I don't see how just one vaccination's going to be a cure all, but, you know, I'm not a doctor, but sometimes I'll play one on TV. You know, a lot of people need to start using their common sense with it, too. Do, do you, Hey, Sean, do you see more people just basically, why have we stopped using common sense? Sean, you with us? Well, I guess they done got Sean again. Hey, everybody, we're back. Life Talk Radio. Baby. I'm David and
0: I'm Sean Sellers. How you doing tonight, man?
1: Sean Sellers is in the house. <laughs> I am
0: here. I am here. I'm here.
1: I heard you've been busy,
0: man. You know what? I have been busy. I'm working. On, you know, we both have been busy. We're working on our new book yeah. together, and we have got things going on. This new book is I'm really excited about. I mean, we've, I know it don't seem like much, but we got about 9,000 words done, and we got a lot more to do, so I'm really excited.
1: You have been busy. Yeah, yes, sir. When you start getting good product and putting it out for the people, man, you're going to stay busy. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, man. I'm excited. How many books have you done now? Seven or eight?
0: Well, I've got uh, Chronicles of the Supernaturalist, Return to the Chronicles, uh, Haunted, what? Haunted Montgomery, the Haunted Montgomery book, uh, the Roads Retravel, travel uh, what Return to the Chronicles. Yeah. Uh, so we there's a lot of them out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, I mean, it's it's, it's something 20. I
1: enjoy doing. It. The, these books, these books, you know, there was a couple of books a million. Um, yes. yes. Yeah. You can also get them on Amazon. You know. Yes. I, I mean, when you start putting good product out, it's like I tell everybody all the time, you you have a service or you start doing something you're really good at it and you start putting it out. People are going to gravitate towards it, and they're they're going to be into it. And this new book, because hey, work on the street, you've been real busy, brother. (laughs)
0: hey man this this book is completely different than anything else i've done and i'm excited about it because it's a book you and i are doing together and it's long (laughs) overdue so i'm excited about it so you know i know a lot of our listeners saying oh god it's one we're doing together so you know it's going to be entertaining and it's going to be out there yes and it's not going to be about ghosts no no not not going to be about ghosts you know it's it's about the occult we're going to touch on Atlanta child murders, trafficking. You know, The Son of Sam's really popular right now. There's a fantastic yeah. documentary, which a lot of that stuff is right out of our book that we're working on called The Son of Sam's. Um, we're going to touch on Arlis Perry. We're going to get into satanic ritual abuse. I mean, we, we're not – and we're going to get into government projects. I mean, we're yeah. flipping over a whole bunch of stones in this book. And really? like I said, yeah. well, we want you to read this book and go out there and research this stuff yourself.
1: And And we're going to get really – I mean, really out in the deep water because with the occult and our sex trafficking, uh, human smuggling, um, you know, we're going to take it to a whole different level because these are things that are going on globally on top of, of a lot of stuff going on in the United States. And um, it's funny that you said that, Sean, because there's a ton of new documentaries coming out yeah. that are very twisted up documentaries of things that happen in the past 35 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: You know, like the fun thing about this book is that, you know, you, you and I, we've, wor- we've really worked on this book a long, long time. And yeah. this, book, this book is almost, it's done. It's not done, but it, it's easy. It, it's not like we're having to research the project. It's being written. But the, what's really cool about this is that we're researching our next book and it's going to be a true crime book. And it's going to be, Woo, and that thing. So it's so it's gonna be one after another coming. And they're not gonna be ghost books or paranormal. They're gonna be true crime and 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 this book right here that we're working on right now is the biggest thing I want people to know when it's out there, when you read it, I'm not saying believe everything we saying. I'm not saying I'm telling you to go research this stuff yourself. Start flipping over them stones yourself. That's that's the thing of waking everybody
1: up. Hey, here's our disclaimer. You know, I need to start doing the disclaimer as soon as we start the show. Yeah. Hey, everybody that listens to us, we want to thank you for listening to us and been supporting us, sharing our podcast, adding our podcast. Please don't believe nothing we say. I mean, seriously, <laughs> go look it up yourself. You know, if you have questions, you can always inbox us. Go look this stuff up yourself because what? What, Sean? We started this show because we wanted to do. Another show, but we wanted to take our experiences, the stuff that you've done through your whole life, those cases that you've built. And we wanted to let the people know what's going on. I mean, it's you know, it's kind of like, what do we call it? It's definitely real talk. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a live talk show that talks about real things, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it, and I know you're not going to sugarcoat it. No, no, not at all. I mean, you can't.
0: Plays.
1: You can't. No. Hey, with, with a twist of kindness. Yes, absolutely.
0: You know, everything's done with love out of our heart, and, that, and that, yes. that's the important thing.
1: Yes. And, and you know, segueing into kindness, and why I even brought that up is I was going over to a day, and I looked up, and I saw a billboard that says, be kind. Yeah. And, and I was like, wow, be kind. And I was thinking, you know, being kind, I don't – I don't think it's taught. Do you if you're uh, yeah. kind to somebody, is that a taught thing or is it something that you kind of as you grow older and mature, be in kindness? I mean, is it something that you've been taught?
0: You know what I I, I think it's something that it's
1: instilled. I think it's I think the real
0: the real bit of kindness and, and, and it's like uh it's like a real thing of integrity. Mm-hmm. Kindness and integrity is is what you do when nobody's looking. Mm-hmm. That that shows the light of the soul. And I think that's something a lot of times a lot of people miss and forget that. You know, when you do something, you want acknowledgement, you want praise for it. And I and I think that cancels out the blessing. I think I think it really comes down is who you are and what you do when nobody's looking. And that and that's an important part of us developing our character and who we are and who God wants us to be.
1: And and also with professional and personal, you know. And, and just in relationships, on its own, I think kindness is kind of the root of that. I, yeah. I think the kindness is the root of, of it. And and you know, um, I watched this uh, show last night, and it was saying how when babies are born, when we get to about two to four, two to four, maybe five, that our care, like our character or the DNA, whatever's in us. Is how we're going to, you know, go down as far as being a teenager and young adult that we're instilled with all that from two to five. Yeah. You know, so if you're, you know, if you're in a bad situation from two to five, you know, study says that, you know, you're going to be this or that. A lot of it, I don't believe. I think you make whatever you want to make it, but it does have some, it did have a lot of, um highlights as far as I was taking notes, watching it, you know, of early childhood development and how it plays a role into the teenage years. And then um, I was I kind of blown away with that too. But the kindness thing is something that, um, you know, I've heard a lot about it, and this is social media stuff, how, you know, everybody's trying to be kind. And I'm like, golly, guys, we should be kind kind to people and it should be natural. you know that's just like you said Sean I mean yeah it's a natural, it's not it's not something you have to practice or do you
0: practice it you know I don't it's something I, I don't practice it I think um I, th- I here's the thing we're all human and I think I think a, a while ago if you asked me this five years ago I, mm-hmm. I, I would say absolutely I practice it and I worked hard with it And when I would find myself focusing, and this is just me, I'm not speaking for anybody else. And when I would find myself focusing on um, practicing it, I would also find myself saying, "Where's my praise?" And then I, and you and I have even made jokes. I mean, at least give us a pat on the ass, you know, give us something, and we wasn't getting it. And then I found myself over the years that where I'm at now and kind of who I've become. And I think it's a it's a part of spiritual maturity is that you do things um, naturally and you don't think on it. You just you, you you come from a place of love at all times. And I think when you find that, you find a better appreciation of life and you can find enjoyment in seeing people you love and care for uh, have rewards. You know, a lot of us and you and I have been guilty of it. And I know I have since people, you know, do things and you would say, man, that's what that look. I'm working hard. I'm doing all this and I'm seeing them benefiting. And it was bothering me, and I found mm-hmm. I've come to a place where now that I'm proud that people are able to do these things, and I pray that 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 I would have opportunity to do things if I continue to do things in the right way. So you have to learn to appreciate others and want to see others do well. To and that and that call it's all about basically coming from a place of love. But also now I'm gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, I'm not saying that it's all candy and nuts because I mm-hmm. as I as I'm coming from a place of love and I've changed. I'm also turned into a recluse almost. Well, I don't get out much. I don't I don't find myself associating with 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 people and friends like I should out and about. I've mm-hmm. almost found my place that well I work, I do the job I'm supposed to. I try to be the best version of myself every time I'm out there, but I but I don't put myself out there when I don't have to. And I think that's something that I have to work on and gonna have to improve on in many aspects.
1: Ooh, that's a lot. I mean it's the truth. Uh, it is because, and, and I'm guilty of that. Like, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, like, and and I, I'll do it sometimes. Where like, man, can I just get a pat on the ass? One, <laughs> yeah. I mean, can I please somebody throw me a bone? But, but I think it's a maturity thing too. I think the more that I grow mentally and spiritually, and doing what God has told me to do like move me in the right direction. Finally, you know, I'm a super late bloomer with everything. Yeah. And as far as being kind, I think that's something that was very instilled in us. And I'm talking about me and you together and, and, you know, everybody that grew up with us in our same neighborhoods, that was something that was kind of instilled in every neighborhood at the time. You know, we cared about others. We cared about whether you lost games, won games, teammates, we actually cared. We had a care for our other teammate. We cared about people in the neighborhood. You know, we we listened to people, and and, and when I say listen to people, and people going, "Oh hell, you, you're a teenager. You're not listening to nobody." You know what? We did. We really did. As because I really put some thought into this, as far as like us growing up and going to people's houses in the summertime, you know, if there was a problem in the neighborhood, we did stop to listen to what the problem was. And and it was like the whole neighborhood was going to fix it. You know, we put others in the neighborhoods first, you know, uh, and we were just kind of, we were just genuinely had some compassion. And I think we still do, you know, I care about others. Um, you know, kind of got over that phase to what, you know, how, Oh man, you got to do it this way. Or if not, they're going to talk about you or you got to be this one way or you're not going to be accepted. And I'm like, so over that, like that's way over, you know, cause I really don't give a shit what anybody thinks or cares because I know that we're doing something else for the good and for the betterment of others. And and then that goes back to twisting it up to where, People will start judging.
0: I mean, yeah, but, you know, to be honest, when I look back to to where I come from and everything else and how we were as kids and how we were as adults and everything Mm -hmm. else, you know, I found myself at a point in my life when I would felt like me, you know, when I would when I was out having a good time when I was out chasing women, when Mm -hmm. I was out there doing all the giving, 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 giving. I was giving to my people who I thought I was my friends. I was doing without for others. I was constantly giving every aspect of my life. Even through the years when we started doing the paranormal, I would work hard, work hard. And I would try to share with others and I would give, and give. And then I came to a point in my time in my life when I became spiritually where I've given out. Mm -hmm. And when I stopped giving out things freely, I realized I stopped having so many friends.
1: <laughs> circle I, got smaller.
0: I, I, my my circle got extremely small. Yes. And then and then you know and when, when I really stopped and really took a a view of my life, I realized, well, hey, one of them first two books you got those at Books a Million did really well, but hey, we you don't have the rights to them anymore.
1: No. Well, you know,
0: Well, you know, your best friend that you grew up with, and you know, you you. You helped him with college, you helped took care of his kids and everything else. Oh, he had an affair with your wife and here's pictures. Then you say, Well, you look back here and you start going back and then you say, Oh, do I all right, now do I take this and use hate and resentment? Or I take this and say, you know what, God, this is my lesson. It was my season to learn because I allowed Mm -hmm. these things to happen and I've accepted less. Because you and I are guilty of allowing people in our lives to to build us up to make us feel good in a way where we don't have to be the best of ourselves instead of us a lot having people when we pushed out people in our lives who expected the best out of us where we had to have the best version of ourselves and it took us becoming middle-aged men and losing basically everything starting over doing these things realizing that you know what my circle is a lot smaller but the people around me now expects the best version of myself and won't accept the lesser version of myself. And that's who God wants us to be. And that's the mistake so many of us make because we want to feel loved. We want to feel belonged, We want to have this family we've never had. And we, we surround ourselves with people that, that accept less from us. And those people are the the psychic vampires of us spiritually. And they're draining us. They're allowing us to be a lesser version and they're stopping us achieving our spiritual greatness. And your spiritual greatness is not saying you're not going to have seasons of sadness, seasons of depression, season of pain. You're going to have happy and all this. But the foundation where you're that greatness is that firm foundation of love, firm foundation. This is who God wants me to be firm foundation that I am proud of who I am because this is who God made. Well, you can stand up in in a version of spiritual greatness. And I say greatness because that's how God sees you as a champion. We can be champions in our own spiritual world. And when you do that, the people around you that depends on you, your children, your, your partner, will, will benefit from that as well. And that's something we all have to take account of our lives and what's around us. And, you know, and this is just being honest. And I think to do these shows and we talk about these things, that's the only way you can, we can do it is to be completely honest.
1: You have to. I mean, that's the whole point of this. Like, that's, that's where we're at now. With what we're doing, our endeavors and our projects, and you know, being trying to be mentors for others, trying to help others, and that's where we're at. You know, we've come through the, I guess, peaks and valleys. Yeah. You know, and and, and having a smaller circle is not a bad thing. No. A- like, a- I used to think that was the worst thing in the world. <laughs> now, holy cow, man! I got to have a million friends. But me and brother, I don't anymore. Like, I don't need any of that. And, you know, I want to chalk it up as life lessons and having good experiences with the bad experiences to make me who I am today, to better myself now, to helping others, to use all that for my advantage, even the hurt, you know, the disappointments, the hurt. Uh, the not feeling loved, not um, having a, you know, not really sharing my emotions at the time. You know, a lot of men will not share their emotions. They bottle it up. And before you know it, you got big problems. Yeah. You're either going to drink, you're going to smoke, you're going to fight. You're going, you know, it, it. it's a downward spiral that man, we've not, we, at the time, we don't pay attention to those little things. We're just going with the flow because we still got that big circle, but, boy, we're spiraling out of control pretty fast. And I had a great humbling experience, and, and, I, and I've told everybody since June the 2nd. A lot of people don't know about it. I know you know. And, you know, I got hurt June the 2nd. at had a knee injury. And it was bad. I mean, it was bad. There was nothing – Like, I thought it was, like, the end of the world. Greatest thing that could ever happen to me. Greatest thing to ever happen to me to get a big dose of reality. You know, I had to crawl to my truck, drive 40 miles to Jackson's Hospital, thought that, like, oh, man, probably won't be able to walk again. Greatest thing could ever happen to me, Sean. Yeah. It made me realize who I am. It made me realize that you're not at the top of the mountain. It made me realize that, man, life is short. And it put a lot of perspective for me just this past month. And the, I guess the journey that we're all on, you know, um, anybody can go work out. You know, think about it like this. But if really working out, if you're not really pushing yourself, trying to make you that better person, and, you know, basically you're going into a gym and you're going 50%. Well, this made me realize I got to start doing the 110%. So it, I'm going to use it for a, instead of a negative and, you know, and start from scratch again, but do, you know, do everything you're supposed to do. Just don't half-ass it. And, you know, we even when we talk in public, and especially you, because you always talk to people in public. Don't half-ass it. You, you no. don't tell your kids at, during the football to go 50%. You got They got to do the best. And that's what had happened to me. I fell into the 50% gap. So God said, hey, look out, buddy. <laughs> you can crawl to the truck now. Yeah. You know, so, so, you know, I, I took it as a, uh, another life lesson of really trying to, um, change me, you know, I wasn't going to let it be a downer or bother me. I've used it for fuel. I've used it for positive, you know, I guess, uh, reinforcement of where I need to be. And, um, sometimes it has to, has to happen like that in a way, but man, you know, I get to what you were saying earlier, how, Man, you, you go through all these peaks and valleys. Does it feel like, Sean, sometimes that you're – are you more at the peak or the valley? Like, are you – you know, the highs and lows? Because it would be like a day of high, but it would be a month of lows. Do you ever try to gauge your, your highs and lows or think about it?
0: I can, I can gauge it this way to the point that I, 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 I come to the realization that, that there's a spiritual war going on, and I talk about it every time we do this show. Mm -hmm. It's going on in our world around us and it's going on in our own lives. And that when you're doing what the devil wants you to do, he's not, he's not, he's not there that much. So I guarantee you when you're doing less spiritually, he's not around. But when you're trying to get these certain things, when you're trying to break these generational curses, when you're trying to correct this stuff, then he's starting to work against you. Mm -hmm. And I think that you have to come to a realization that, that in your life, that there is a spiritual battle. You have to believe in simple prayer. You know, and I'm going to go back. I'm going to jump into the paranormal stuff. I yeah. have talked to numerous people that have alleged being abducted by UFOs. Now, there's people that say, oh, that's, that's bullshit. I don't believe it. That's not fair. That's fine. But these people have believed it over these years that these things have happened. And a simple prayer of pleading the blood of Jesus, pleading the light, has stopped these things from attacking them and has backed them off in those states. So there's power in prayer. There's power in thought. There's power in intention and your intent on who you want to be and where you are going to be is important in your life. You have to begin your day with a visual prayer of what you want, where you want to be, who you want to be, what you want to do. Thought creates. We have to get back and use this stuff. You have to continue to, to build your foundation and work on your life that way. No, you start dealing with that pyramid, that incomplete pyramid. That's what you have to do. You're working on that every day to build yourself up in God's light while he watches you. And you have to, you have to continue to work.
1: Man, you're on fire tonight, brother. <laughs> I mean, you're on fire. Hey, I, I'm fixing to jump out here into the deep water. So right. if, I get, if I start drowning, man, you're going to have to help me out, right? No, I'll try. Yes, sir. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. One, for those that believed in UFOs and stuff, I applaud you. Because they're real. Aliens are real. UFOs are real. It's the real deal. And if you don't believe it, for the past year, our government's been telling you it's real. They're too blind to see. So, let's go to the left and right, or the good versus evil. The spiritual war, as you call it. Yes. And and you're going to see it. It's, It's being played out in real time right now. But there's something that I've noticed, and this has been, I noticed it a few months ago, but it really wasn't, you know, I'm going, like, oh, yeah, it's going to come a time where you're going to have to pick a side. All yeah. Right, so I'm teetering down, and, and this, you're going to be blown away with this, Sean. All right. It hit me like a ton of bricks when I saw it today. This girl gets on social media, and basically she's calling out, you know, our, some of the top aides or something in government. And she got pounded, I mean, bombarded with all the hate and rhetoric that goes with it. She stood her ground. She said what she had to say. But to me, the spiritual warfare is going to be people that accept the pornography, child pedophilia, and the occult, and the people that's wanting to stand up for the right reasons. Yeah. You're, you're seeing that play out right now. I'm talking about today, right now, people that are sick of it and people that are trying to water it down to, for it to be acceptable in society, such as the fans only. You know, fans only is a site that you can build. People pay, a, you know, they pay you to get on your site, right? Well, a lot of it can be Pornography. You know, it could be whatever you want, whatever bucket you want. It can be yours, right? Well, let me tell you what the company's trying to do now to basically soften that so that Americans will be more subs- like they'll go. Oh, OK. Yeah, that's good. They're doing it for food. They're going for foodies. You know, uh, the food porn, you know, there's tons of food sites on social media where these yeah. people, everybody shows pictures of their food. I mean, I'm on it. I I love looking at different food. I mean, hell love to eat. Right. Yeah. Yet This company is going after Americans because they love to eat. They're basically will sell out so that they can get the underhanded, you know, what they're really wanting to do. Their agenda is to make that acceptable. And, and that's a fight that I'm seeing, you know, um, on top of the spiritual warfare, you know, good versus evil, the left and the right fighting each other, you know, people can't get along. But now it's, it's, it's taking a whole new level, in my opinion, of where pornography and child pornography and this sick occult stuff, which I heard you've been really busy, Sean, writing this book. Really yeah. busy. Words. yeah, yeah, and yeah. It takes it to a whole different level. It's not acceptable, and anybody that thinks it even could ever be acceptable is something's wrong with them. They're part of the problem, and hopefully, hopefully, there's a nice room, or or a nice hotel in hell, designed strictly for them people. Yeah,
0: but it comes—it comes down to the spiritual warfare, and what's going on out there. And you know, something that we've talked about since the very beginning. And we wasn't always, uh, we was kind of attacked, looked down upon a lot in the paranormal community and everything else. We said since day one, the UFO and all that is part of the spiritual warfare. We said since day one about that. We said since day one that the paranormal, the uh, Bigfoot, the, the UFO phenomena the monster you name it everything the demons are all dimensional beings where well, the Bible says in this house there's many mansions and somebody who we've had on our shows in the past somebody that we've talked to that's been on coast to coast lately a lot is LA Morzulli. Mm-hmm. now we don't we, we don't come from the same camps on everything but we do agree that the aliens and stuff is part of the great uh, deception. You know what what there this an agenda out there. And there and I want to encourage all of our listeners to go to um go to L A Marzuli. It's L A M A R Z U L L I dot net and watch his new movie. He he actually did a movie a long time ago when he was on our show almost ten years ago. And he put this movie out. And now he's putting it out for free and he's added to it. And it's called Um On the Trail of the Nephilim. You can watch it now, I think, for free. Mm -hmm. and um they it it talks about what's happening with the ufo phenomena it talks about all this stuff but the most interesting thing about it is that they interview a psychic back in 2016 and you know he doesn't agree with us having psychics or anything like this but this psychic was at this ufo um con and she said that there was gonna be a um there was gonna be a plague upon the earth and it was going to um, hit the entire globe. It was going to call the entire globe to be vaccinated. And it was going to change their DNA. Mm-hmm. She said that in 2016. And she and then he put that in this video and show you that. And that's basically explaining what's happening now with the corona and all that.
1: Absolutely. You know, we didn't, not in depth like that, but we had talked about this years ago, too. Yeah. I really didn't think it was going to be, you know, the end of 2019 into 2020, you know, I really thought it was going to be in the latter parts, maybe 20, 28, 29, which we don't know. It may come back then, you know, even with, even if you had the whole globe vaccinated, something else is going to happen because you're going to have to still have booster shots. Even for the ones that are vaccinated now, you're still going to have to have some type of booster shot. I don't see how just one vaccination's going to be a cure all, but, you know, I'm not a doctor, but sometimes I'll play one on TV. You know, a lot of people need to start using their common sense with it, too. Do, do you, Hey, Sean, do you see more people just basically, why have we stopped using common sense? Sean, you with us? Well, I guess they done got Sean again.